Matthew Chase Dozak brings us on the inside of the U.S. Army. He's one of those who served in Iraq back in 2010 and is fortunate to be back home safe. Life as a specialist, operating his fully automatic rifle, describing his everyday life on the field, versus now being back in Louisiana. Join us for this heartfelt interview later on in episode 4 of the Written Podcast. Hello! And welcome back to the Unwritten I think it's podcast. podcast. We had some issues with that earlier. Did <laughs> we? You couldn't remember the name? I had. Like, is it the Unwritten Rules? Is it the Unwritten Podcast? Jesus fuck knows. No one knows. It's been no. too long. Yeah, we got the wrong email and we s- removed some words from the email and we're sticking by it. We're sticking by it. It's an amazing story, people say. Yeah. Nobody says that. No one says that <laughs> at all. Gosh, it's been a while actually. Two weeks this time? No, a I think. month. No. Month. Has it? No, maybe not. The 12th of May, last time. Oh, man. This is so. truly a hobby project. Yeah, it is. Yeah, until somebody like sponsors us. Then yes. we'll be sellouts, right? What about that? Yeah. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Sony PlayStation. No, it's not. It's no, not. it's not. It's by the way, it's not. But Sony, not if you're listening. Paid. We're not being <laughs> If you're listening, Sony. I like a new PlayStation, please. Thank you. Uh, cash is still 15. Uh, 12. So. <laughs> 12 is the legal age. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have in store for today? Today we have an amazing interview by uh, my good trading friend, Matthew Dozat. Yes. Yes. He uh, and heartfelt, sad, uh, and uh, fairly positive towards the end interview. Mm-hmm. It's not like the ones we've had so far. Truly not. The, in this episode, we have not. We decided not to uh, focus on the country that the person is from, but rather the person, uh, because we realized that the story was too important to to just skip. Yeah, I mean, this guy served in the U.S. Army. Mm. He's actually he was deployed in Iraq. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he shares his story because uh, I don't think your average Joe truly realizes or i didn't realize how much of a mm, experience and the things you have to actually go through to be in the army you know every single day is like a it's a fucking war zone yeah there's no joking around it and uh yeah truly heartfelt uh i'm so happy he agreed to do this yes yeah i this is almost too much of an honor for us Actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Most of all our other guests have been useless. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, they've been amazing. <laughs> I've been listening to them. We love you all. <laughs> no, they actually listen to the podcast, by the way. Yeah. I have caught up with the previous guests. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. That it our really guest listens to our podcast. Yeah. And that, I mean it's a big plus. It is. Yeah. I think it's it's because since it's a podcast about your average Joe and just anybody can share a story as long mm-hmm. as it's interesting enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do invite people to write to us, and uh, yeah, if you want to be in the get in the podcast, then uh, do let us know. Gosh, as long yes. as you're fun enough, like us. Yes, we're hilarious. Yeah, and cool enough, like me. Yes. What about me? Oh well, I don't think we should go talk Into about that, it no. when we're live. I mean, whether it be <laughs> you being from a country that is really interesting, or you are a really interesting person with. A past. Like me, yeah. I have past. I have a past too. 
Not oh. sure if it's that interesting though. Yet, <laughs> yet, yet, yet. We'll just leave it at that. Cool. Yeah. Should we get into it then? We are getting into it now. All right, let's go. Two, one. So welcome today to this episode, the fourth episode. We are number four. Number four. Matthew Dozat. Dozat. Oh my God, <laughs> we have to edit that. How about, no, how about he just says it? Yeah. Matthew Dozat, but that's close enough. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. How are you doing, Matt, today? I'm making it, man. One day at a time, you know. <laughs> that's how I do it, as I told you. <laughs> so... This is a pretty uh, spectacular episode, isn't it? It is to me, for sure. <laughs> it, oh my god, I thought the honor is all ours. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, really? truly. Like, you, you have all these stories that we, we've been chatting a bit uh, online. And uh, I was just completely blown away with uh, the things that you wrote to me. So, uh, I couldn't say no. Yes, sir, it's been a journey, I'll tell you that. <laughs> So uh, why did you start off uh, there? What you're an ex-wet in the U.S. Army, is that correct? Yes, sir. I was in the army. I was a truck driver, but I, I deployed as a gunner um, in Iraq, 2010. As a gunner in Iraq. Yes, sir. 2010. You don't. You you know. You don't have to call me, sir. You're not in the I, army anymore. Run that off, but it stuck on me. So. <laughs> Wow. So what, what made you, let's start with what made you join the army? What happened there? Mm-hmm. When did you say, ah, fuck it, let's do it? Well, I tell you, man, it started out from the reason for money. I, I need some money. But when I got into basic training, I become patriotic as time went on. And um, I learned a lot in the army. One of the best things I ever learned in the army was not to work for money. Because it didn't matter how much you worked, you just got paid the same amount every time, you know, no matter if you worked. 80 hours or 40 hours, you know, you worked for a, an idea rather than a paycheck. So that's pretty cool. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Okay. How, all right. So, how, how does, how, do, how does the, I have, so I have like zero idea on the US Army and how well it pays and how's just every single thing about it. I, it's a complete black hole to me. So, why don't you go deep into that and like, okay, so, how, how do you get pay, how much do you get paid in the army is it good pay oh no it wasn't that great <laughs> Better, uh, lower middle class and if you want to go by socio-economical stratification it'd be lower middle class at, at, at best but that depends on your rank though you know as rank goes up of course compensation goes up as well yeah. so but I, I only made it to e4 so i wasn't exactly a high paid soldier but uh, okay the, what was what was your rank? I, I got up to a specialist E four. Okay. Okay. I, what does that mean? Is what kind of um, responsibility is that? What kind of to people that don't know about we just those follow, different ranks? Follow orders blindly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Not really in charge of anybody unless you may become a corporal, uh, which is okay. still an E four would be the uh, a non commissioned officer. But yeah, I was I was an E4 specialist, so I never was in charge of anybody. Just in charge of my machine gun and staying locked okay. and my buddy's back, you know. Mm. About it. Holy, holy cow! Okay, uh, time. So you joined the army in 2010. Oh no, sir! I, I joined in um, in 07, 
And uh, I deployed in 10. I went to Iraq in 2010. Okay, you got deployed in 2010. Jeez, man, this is so insane. Like, I mean, we know stories about, like, soldiers going to Iraq and, like, all of this stuff happening. And it's so surreal to actually talk to someone who's, who's in one of those planes. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm very lucky, though, the way I came out. You know, I got injured out there, but I'm very lucky the shape I come out in. So I can't complain too much, you know. Yeah, what happened? Well, I uh, got my leg twisted up in a gunner's hatch and it tore it all up. And then, um, so I, you know, the, the VA gave me a, um, a pension after that, but then I got in a motorcycle wreck and I really messed it up. So <laughs> I've had some bad uh, luck as far as getting hurt, <laughs> you know. Damn, yeah? Yeah. But like, did you, where were you in Iraq? I was in Baghdad, the green zone mostly. Uh, the okay. green zone means. Uh... <laughs> I was talking about it a lot in the war movies, but uh, it's mostly around um, in Baghdad, you know, and yeah, I spent most of my time in Baghdad. But the green zone, what does that mean? Is that a, a zone that is? Uh, can you explain the green zone a little bit more? Well, it was uh, a few years before my time, where a, a good bit of uh, combat had went down at, and. Um, I'm embarrassed to say I can't quite remember why they call it the green zone. <laughs> <laughs> Just went along with it. Ignorance <laughs> right? <laughs> like no bullets zone is what is what I'm thinking of. Dirt. Like no, you won't hear gunshots in the green zone. I'm guessing. Oh well, no, the green zone was that was actually a hot a hot area. Um, okay. Yeah. It was, Fuck. Yeah. So not red zone. But green zone. You would think it would be red zone. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. How was what was your like daily life? Let's say you wake up, you're in Baghdad. It's been one week. What do you do Monday morning? Let's say. Well, we had um when I first got there, we had a uh, we did um, detainee ops. We worked at a place where the Navy SEALs worked, but they would um, capture the uh, prisoners. And we would transport them across uh, Baghdad and turn them back over to the Iraqi army. Um, now, after what the Iraqi army did with them, God only knows. But, you know, we were, like Punch's pilot, we washed our hands of it, <laughs> you know. Holy cow, okay. So were these like, uh, I'm guessing, not Iraqi soldiers, but who were these prisoners, uh, quote-unquote? Suspected terrorists. Uh, some, some were let go. Some were... Um, what I heard were ex executed by the uh, by the Iraqi army, but that's neither here nor there. Because they were suspected terrorists. Because we go by the Geneva Convention, but I don't think they did. So okay, we like go ahead and let them do the dirty work, you know. Yeah, yeah good luck explaining the Geneva Convention to the Iraqi army. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Mm. Okay, this I, I'm just. I have to take like a side turn, but uh, I'm into metal and uh, there's a song by Lamp of God. Uh, it's called Omart. Yeah, and they talk about, uh, I think the entrance goes like, whoever appeals to the law uh, is a fool and whoever doesn't take care or doesn't obey that law is a, is a fool. I like that. It's like the Greeks said, uh, without law, there can be no freedom. Mm -hmm. mm. That's... Uh, I mean, yeah, so was it like, uh, I mean, 
so I was really into WikiLeaks at the time, and I was I was so into it like I was reading the cables that get got leaked out every now and then. Yeah. Uh, like you know, hundreds and pages of documents is just so interesting. Uh, and I heard like absolute war atrocities that was like unexplainable. Well, anytime you have war, you're gonna have atrocities. I mean, throughout throughout the lens of history, we see um, just egregious things that go down in war. You know, it's just not a great thing. It's it's just not. But that's just war for you, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was saying the money we saved, we the money we spent in Iraq for those ten years or ten years plus, we could have ended world hunger for about fifteen years, according. Yeah. Well. yeah according to um, NATO. Oh my God, that's a NATO statistic. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that, uh, that definitely punches me with a big bowl of perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, the military-industrial complex, that's why if you look at the stocks, the aerospace and defense is always shooting to the moon. You think Bitcoin went to the moon, they stay at the moon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Okay, so okay. So tell me, walk me through your day. It's It's Tuesday. And you wake up, I don't know, at five, uh, I assume. Are you talking about when I was in the army? Um, yeah, you're, you're in the battlefield <laughs> in, in Baghdad. And what do you do now? It all depends about the mission. I mean, <clears throat> we might get a different mission every day. You don't know what mission you're going to get. And you don't know what's going to go down either. So I also worked on quick reaction force, QR. Mm-hmm. So if something went down, we had to adapt and overcome. It was, in the army, it's all about adapting. You know, not so much preparing, but, but you you prepare obviously, but you adapt. Mm-hmm. That's one way to look at it, I suppose. I can imagine that that kind of thing every day. You know, you never know what's going to happen. That that is kind of like it really kind of thickens your skin in a way. I mean, just like the the ability to adapt, as you said. Right. It decent uh, desensitizes you. You know, um, it prepares you for life. You know, I believe. In every um, aspect of it, for sure. Um, it's done me a lot of good, the Army. I mean, you know, uh, a, a lot of people have their opinions about it, but it did me some good, personally. Okay, so would you, like, say that you're, if you're, you're like, you personally, like, before you went into the Army, and now, if you would compare, like, how... Are you, in what way are you a different person? Or in, in what way did that do good to you? Well, I tell you what, like, um, the way I work these days, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't work for money. I follow my passion. And I kind of learned that in the Army that no matter how hard I worked, I was going to get the same amount of pay. So the, the do- I never chased the dollar in my mind. And today I don't chase the dollar or any kind of currency. I chase... Um, I, I follow my passion, and I'm sure the dollar will follow me eventually. You know, that's my little philosophy. <laughs> yeah, but I think with you, just personally, like if you see uh, to who you are as a person, and not about the money or the the money that you could earn, but just like you personally, like how would you, in what way has it changed you, like mentally? Of course, it might, like 
it has changed you mentally. But I just mean like if if it has brought any good to you in that way, to your own person. I try to find the good in everything, and I do believe I think it gave me a lot of integrity, um, mm. uh, brotherhood, definitely. I mean, we, I got some of the friends I have these days were in the army with me, and we're friends for life. It, that's just that's never going anywhere. And it, uh, it it taught me to be something, want to be something greater than myself. Um, I mean, and I learned how to shoot a rifle quite well too. <laughs> <laughs> Very helpful skill in the in the business world. <laughs> in America, <laughs> never know when you need those. <laughs> so you, I'm, I take it you've shot like this might seem like a like the ten year old in me asking a stupid question, but this might sound like uh, something like that. So you've shot like really big guns, haven't you? I, I was actually a fifty cal gunner, um, fully automatic fifty caliber machine gun. Um, they made that machine gun in 1812 uh, or 1892 and remade it in 1912 and they haven't changed it since it was made so well but a fully cal- a fully automatic 50 caliber yeah it was a big gun you take yeah. out buildings with it if you had to but- I, I just pulled it up on google and i'm like this is a this is a bad uh, mother trucker right here yeah now we got downgraded while we were out there because it caused too much collateral damage so they put us down to the 7.62 millimeter, the 240 Bravo. <laughs> still pretty, um, still had some, uh, you know, some kick, if you will. Gosh, so uh, I take it, I take it you've used this, obviously, and you've gone through the experience of, you know, firing a bullet, uh, a gun like this. Uh, how how is it like afterwards? Like, is it just uh? Falling orders, whatever, or is it? Is there a different feeling? You mean once I once I uh, got out of the army? Uh, yeah, I mean just just okay. just fine. You, um, presumably you didn't fire the gun on on dummy targets, right? No, well, I mean in training we did. Yes, um, we trained for a long time on those guns. Okay. Yeah, on the field though. Yeah, in the field, you know, we had, you know, we did what we had to do, but um, yeah. But as far as uh, you know. After all that's over and you're back home and you're just a regular guy, I'll, I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I went, I had some hard times. Um, I resorted to the wrong things and uh, dealing with those kind of things. And mm. however, though, I came through it, and I'm still standing. So <laughs> can't complain too much. You know, <laughs> army will change you, and it changes a lot of people in the wrong kind of way, and some people in a good kind of way. It's a catch twenty two, you know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the wrong kind of ways, I can just barely imagine. But what kind of good kind of ways is it? Um. Well, you always feel like you're a part of something. You know. Um. People are always telling you thank you for your service, and you know you hear good things like that. People appreciate you for serving your country and whatnot. It wasn't like it wasn't Vietnam and you got spit on. You know. We got it a lot better. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you were the the one spitting. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, that's uh, that's an ugliness of reality. I think there's just no denying it. That's the truth. Yeah, man. Okay, then. Uh, okay, so why did you decide to quit? Then you got injured. You said, yeah. Well, I got injured, but there was. I always had a thing about following orders. It was driving me crazy. I followed them to the best of my ability. 
But I, one day I told myself, I said, when I get out of here, I'm not going to take orders from anybody ever again. I'm going to take orders from myself. And I mean, I'm going to take advice from people. I'll learn things from people, but I'm not going to take any more orders. And I, I haven't worked for anyone since I've been out there on me since. So I've kept my word so far, you know. Oh, yeah. That really stuck with me. That's... Well said, well said. I, can, I, I would cheers to that. Not take an order from someone. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, okay. Uh, how was your transition then? How was after what four years? I take it. Yeah, four years. Yeah, uh, 2014. I uh, went to college for a while, and um, I really enjoyed it. I studied um, public administration and pre-law, and I got into um, to governments a lot, like how how governments work and all that. But what really got me was I got into currencies, uh, the Federal Reserve, the gold standard, and all the different things that happened through history with currency. And I got just obsessed with it. And um, that's what, you know, would lead us to what we're going through right now. It kind of led me to that, you know, with the crypto world and all that. And, um, but I don't know, I learned a lot more outside of college. I think I'm more of a self-directed learner, an autodidact, if you will. That's Hmm. what I've, I mean, I think, I think most of us, if not all of us, learn more stuff outside the college rather than inside, because yeah. most of that shit is kind of outdated or useless or just forced upon. Right, right. It's like America's common core. <laughs> Don't work too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you. I mean, that's as for me now. I'm studying, and I feel like that as well. Like it's, you know, you're there, you're learning, but then it's kind of like the real life that is actually teaching you stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like school should just be like, a, <laughs> like a, like a voice in your head. And you're actually doing your stuff. School should be a voice in your head yes. brought to you by Nea. I love my school, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I go to school every day. There's a lot of voices in my head. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. I want to, for a sec, I want to take it back to the army. Give me, give me like a, like a holy shit story that you're the average Joe on the street wouldn't have known. Um, I remember, um, passing through this little, um, like this little area in Iraq and then coming back when we passed back through it, it was leveled out, you know, like an idea taking it out. So I mean, it was just chances where we didn't pass through at the wrong time, you know. It, you know, so that was kind of a uh, like a grateful moment, but a holy shit moment at the same, at the same time, you know. Uh, as in, you got like lucky, or is like you're play, it's like feels like you're playing dice on the field. Right. I think life is a lot like playing dice in all areas, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess the question I guess the question is a little stupid because I mean it's it's a war fucking zone. There's every fucking moment is a holy shit moment, isn't it? Well, I gotta be honest with you. I I was one, I was lucky. I, I we didn't have as many incidences as as you would think. You know, um, played it close to the vest, I guess you could say. Um, but we did our job that we had to do, and that's what counts. You know. Hmm. We didn't get as many battles as, you know, as a lot of them soldiers out there that have a lot of respect for that 
that really fought like the Battle of Fallujah and and, and that's kind of stuff like that, you know. I, I look at them as the real heroes, you know. I just did my job, you know. I, I just that's just all I did was did my job. Yeah. Uh, do you know? Do you know anybody who's still there from twenty oh seven? Yeah, I, I, one of my good friends uh, he comes visit me sometime. Like, a lot of my friends in the army they're still in there. Yeah. Jesus fuck, that's eleven years. In fact, um, in fact, my sergeant that I was overseas with, uh, we're supposed to get together in a few months. He's a trader now too. We're supposed oh. to we're supposed to start trading a bit together. Sweet. Yeah. God damn. Okay. How how's the so you, how's I'm curious about how the how the U.S. government has sort of helped you with the transition. Do they give you counseling? Do they help you with jobs, job training? I don't know, free courses, extra pay, what have you, pension? Who knows? Yeah, they do talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, I'm very lucky for that. The VA did do me well. Um, they gave me a small pension to help me out. Um, but I got to thinking, like, you know, am I just going to accept this check for the rest of my life and be, be held down? But I use it as a stepping stone towards something else. That's that's the goal. But the VA, they, they pay for my college, you know. Um, the VA is pretty good. I got a VA home loan. Um, zero. What's what's a VA home loan? Well, you get um a hundred. You get a zero percent down, um, and a low rate. So it's no down payment. You got to come up with closing costs, unfortunately. But so. I like to take advantage of them tax breaks, you know. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Uh, we only, you always hear like I was in Vegas uh, six months ish ago. Yeah. And um, I mean, you get some crazy stuff. Like, okay, sure, Vegas is a is a world of its own. But I, <laughs> I remember seeing uh, uh, at least on four different occasions people with like cardboard signs on the street and saying like they were ex wets. Ex what? What's that? Yeah, like veterans. Veterans. Oh, ex veterans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were like basically homeless, as far as I could tell. Yes. Uh, we, How does that work? Why is that a thing? That I, I, just same question I have. In fact, um, there's more homeless vets out there than, than uh, civilian homeless people. And then we had there. There is a, a program called HUD Bash in the VA. That's supposed to cater to that, but um, you know, you know, whenever it comes to government, government administration and stuff like that, things move slow if they ever move at all. You know, so it could take that homeless guy six months to get in my place. So, quite a year, you know. So it's 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 not all sunshine and rainbows, you know. <laughs> That's no, sure. it doesn't seem like that at all. I not nearly. No. Mm. Bad, uh, <laughs> a bad example. But I mean, bringing it back a little bit to um, to taking orders from uh, people, of <laughs> from people, um, is has there been a, an occasion where you've like been on the verge of not wanting to, um, what do you say, take uh, to like take an order, take an order. Oh, there's been plenty. I mean, mm. um, I sure you I didn't want to fill no sandbags for hours to stop to stop a flood, you know. But mm. uh, there's been a few times out in the field I've been a bit of a renegade, 
and didn't follow the orders, but I paid for it later, you know. Uh, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness rather than for permission. Mm. That's one of our mothers on How did you end up paying for it? What's that? How did you end up paying for it when you said uh, no? <laughs> uh, extra duty. Um, you know, mm. it depends on how bad the uh, malefactor is, you know. Uh, you know, so that, that kind of, huh. yeah. God damn. Wow. That's a heavy episode, isn't it? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm being nostalgic. <laughs> Go on. I, I'm, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I know, right? <laughs> Might yeah. have to a trip to the VA after this. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> no, man. I'll be treated soon. Yeah. That's oh, wow. right there. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So <clears throat> you you were in, uh, only in Iraq, right? Yes. And, and back. Yes. So you spent all your time there. Okay. So, uh, have you been traveling after once you like off duty, off the uniform? You know, I tried to travel here and there a little bit. Um, I traveled more in the army. Um, I think last year, I, last year I went to Miami, visited some friends. I haven't mm-hmm. traveled much though. Um, I can't say that I, I want to. I want to start doing that soon. It's a, definitely a goal of mine. Start traveling. Yeah, traveling is uh, <clears throat> is the easiest way to make new memories. And it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I I was in uh, I was in Norway for four days just now. Like I got here two days ago, and it was just just the fact that travel. Just a different scenery breaks the rhythm of your everyday chores. Mm. It's, it's it's blissful, yeah. Well said. Uh-huh. Well said. And I'm I'm totally not like that. I mean, like always when I, well, I should be like that. Maybe it's just a thing I haven't learned yet. But every time I travel, I just miss home. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of a thing. Like, it's nice to be there for a couple of days, but I can't be at one place for too long. That isn't, like, my initial home. Uh, I guess I'm just restless in a way. don't know. Free spirit. My <laughs> <laughs> Van Morris and Gypsy Queen. It reminds me of that. <laughs> Whoa, what's that? <laughs> I didn't get that reference. No. Uh, by uh, uh, Van Morrison, the song Gypsy Queen. It's just traveling woman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, we're going to have to look into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I love about these days. Nobody believe you? Google it. That's what I like to tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know the website? Let me Google that for you.com. <laughs> it's a really good one. It actually records your screen and like you can share a link and it, it it's a video of you Googling something and you can send it to some people. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, the most random uh, conversations of this episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm reminded of that. I heard that uh, uh, when people Google, if they're not interested in the article within three seconds, they move on. Is that yeah. true? That yeah. is true. Dang. Yeah. What is true? When you're not interested in an article, it's within three seconds you move on to the next something. Yeah. To the next thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, Matt. 
how are you how's life now after everything how's being back and is it i'm guessing it's like a lot less adrenaline yeah it's been um it's been eight years since i racked so okay i've, I've done I've, I've had some ups and downs since then um i lost my fiance she had passed away um last year two days before a valentine's day and i took that pretty hard for a year and uh one day i decided i'm gonna put all my pain and anger and all that into uh trading and i really just put everything i had into it studying it i put i do 12 hours a day studying and trading gosh i'm really so sorry to hear that man yeah yeah as long as i do that it's like um as long as i'm moving towards my studies and my work i'm okay when i stop though it it catches up to me so it's kind of like i'm 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 in a race you know trying Mm. to step ahead of it ahead of the grief and whatnot which Mm. it works for me it's better than taking an antidepressant i think (laughs) you know yeah yeah Mm. no uh, those things fuck you up yeah it's better to keep yourself busy and uh do what you do best I don't know if I do it best, but I enjoy it. <laughs> hey, that's mm. that's that makes that's the cut. Key. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did, did I tell you about uh, how Matt helped me with uh, my the Gap app? No, you didn't. He so because he studied garment. Yeah. Uh, I was. Uh, uh, this is like a weird plug for my app now, which is not even live. But yeah, he he knows a lot about garment, and we we've spoken <laughs> so much about uh, types of garments and how society, people, culture, uh, rule of law, where that stands and mm. where that should be in a society, mm. in a good, happy, just society. Mm. And uh, yeah, Matt helped me make this really nice chart for types of governments and where sort of each philosophy of government falls in like a spectrum. Okay. Thank you, man. Yeah. No, absolutely. You have, you have credit in the app. I still have it. And people ask me like, who's Matt? Like after, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of last name is that? But, uh, but uh, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate that. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy working on it. That's the that's the kind of stuff I like to uh, study on my free time. Um, history is a big thing to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I like like Mark, and I use it in the market. Like what Mark Twain said, he said, uh, "History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes." And I think with, you know, with technical analysis, that makes a lot of sense. I know? like that a lot. Yeah. I've been a big propo- proponent of history doesn't repeat itself. Right. It, it need not repeat itself. And like, I've, I'm too tired of people saying history repeats itself, yada, yada, yada. It's, it's too convenient of a argument. Right. Uh, and yeah, I don't think it does it. But yeah, that's very wise. It rhymes. Do you know, Matt is a libertarian. Okay. Yes. That is, that is very good. Is that true? Yes. Yes, sir. I am a libertarian. Are you? Think, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue. I think you can't go wrong as a libertarian. Conservatives can't get you mad at you. Liberals can't get you mad at you. All we believe is don't mess with me. I won't mess with you. Let's not pay too many taxes and let's stay out of the uh, out of the economy's business. You know, and social programs and stuff. I guess that's that's um. That needs more debate as to how because most libertarians you hear of uh, that run for president they're wacky they ain't got no sense so 
I think the Libertarian Party would have to evolve a lot more before it would even take it seriously. Like if you look at Ron Paul that ran um, in the yeah. prime, he was very Libertarian, but he had to run as a Republican because nobody would have taken serious had he run in the Libertarian Party. True. But like, I mean, I guess in the States, it's a, it's a, it's a completely different equation because right. essentially there are only two parties. Right. Well, there's two parties that are recognized. Yeah. I mean... It, there might be other parties in the race, but uh, people are so partisan that mm. it doesn't matter what the other parties are. Right. Oh, yeah. Because they, it's, like I say this, uh, if you want to know what the power is, just follow the money, you know. Mm. It's, all, it's all about the money. And it, it's, it's um, we're looking at some, some big changes coming in the next five years, I believe. You I think mean, in the States? I, I believe in the world. Um, I mean, we're hyperinflated since 1971. The dollar is inflated so bad, so much. Um, I just don't see how how it can sustain. Um, <clears throat> there's so many things, so many factors in that too. But I do believe we'll be on a good bull run until 2020, though. I think. You think? Stock market, I think, is going to do well. Um, according to the chart, I, I charted from a doubt. I charted from the Great Depression all the way. To now with the Dow uh, Jones and um, according to it, it and it followed it, it followed the Fib. You ever use a Fib channel? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I find they work pretty well on a trend and um, like you know Paul Tudor Jones, he was a great trader and yeah. he did the 1986 crash with Elliott Wave and Fibonacci. So I think it's pretty accurate. So and then you look at you look at the uh, deficit we have. I mean, that's just, that's phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> I mean, a, a transfer of wealth has to happen. So, like, we have a demand for wealth in the world. So. Capitalism wins. <laughs> Doesn't it? It's hard to say who will win in the long run. Uh, but, because um, capitalism, you give, it's like giving, a, giving somebody too much rope, they'll hang themselves. No. <laughs> oh my god I'm not saying for everything but <laughs> oh wow okay do, do you, are you what kind of libertarian would you say because a lot of libertarians are uh, let's say borderline uh, anarchy borderline well they, they tend to um, be closer to the to that to the right side which all the way right would be anarchy Mm. But, however, they do believe in unlimited government. Uh, really and truly, if, if you want to look back at the founding fathers, they were actually libertarians, but they were called classical liberals. They were called liberals at the time, then classical liberals, but they're actually libertarians, the way they thought and spoke. The government was supposed to be very limited. Um, at, you know, so. I, I've just come upon a question that I think every single person who's listening well, think about it. what do you think about the Second Amendment? <laughs> you don't have to answer if you don't want to. I'll gladly answer. Um, I think the Second Amendment was through the philosophy of people that have seen through the lens of history the oppressive thousands of years of oppressive governments. And you take away their weapons. I mean, the government, from what they've seen, the government was the biggest criminal there is. You know, they had to protect themselves even from the government. Now, we live in a much more um, sophisticated um, 
you know, society now. So that, that I understand the, the, the argument, but man, give me back my bullets. I, I'm going to keep my gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> already, you know, because that's just how I am. All right. But I don't know. How do y'all feel about it? Is it, y'all, y'all, um, I don't know the law over there. Is it, how is it over there with guns? In Sweden? Yes. Completely banned. 100%. Unless you're a cop. I thought so. Yeah? I, I thought so. Um, I, I, I couldn't remember. If, I know most of Europe is like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Except in Italy where the mafia is allowed to carry the guns. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones that are selling them. They're the ones that are buying them. The argument a lot of us have is like, okay, like drugs are illegal, right? But who has the drugs? The criminals. Well, if guns are illegal, who's going to have the guns? The criminals. I, uh, it kind of, you know, it kind of puts you out there like, I just wanted to be able to defend myself, you know, need if need be. That's the arguments people put out there. And um, I'm a libertarian. I really, I, that's why I say it's hard for either one of them to kind of get mad with you because. We're just too laid back, man. We just take things how they come, social things, whatever. Just don't tread on me. Don't tax me too much and stay out of my business. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a fair argument. There's, uh, there's, it's, it's a very, I feel like the political sphere makes it very this and that, white or black. I think the answer is a lot more nuanced. Definitely. Uh, and it's not about I- just take it or leave it, but it's, it's a lot more than that. But yeah. I have a theory that, um, the greater technology becomes, um, it could liberate the people, um, through technology. And I know that's kind of vague to say that, but we, we talked about it, with yeah. crypto- <laughs> we talk, you know, we talked about it with cryptocurrency and stuff like that. And, um, but the more power we take out of their hands and the more limited the government is, the more we prosper. Look at Rome, whenever they become a republic, they prospered unbelievably. Um, and look at when America become a republic. Next thing you know, we got American uh, Industrial Revolution, uh, combustion cars, flight, space travel. I mean, it's, I just think governments really inhibit the human race when, they, when they're... Um, administered role or you know fallible if you will well spoken like a true libertarian there for sure <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh awesome that's uh <clears throat> excellent i think we're coming up on time um how about this give me let's do something we haven't done before let's yeah. play like a rapid fire rapid fire yeah do you mean like rap battle not a rap battle, Oh, man. shit. I was like, that is not... I would not recommend <laughs> that. <laughs> no. uh, I'm going I'm to uh, ask you... I'm going to give you a country name, a name of a country, and you're going to tell me super short what you think about it. Okay? Just like literally one statement or a few words. Okay. Okay? Are you ready? Oh, I suppose. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, let's go United States. Uh, it's a paradox. It's a uh, highly volatile, but also very stable. Huh. Sweden. I what I've heard about Sweden is it's like the um, rapid I hear fire. Rapid fire. Let's go. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I hear it's the Silicon Valley of Europe, from what I've heard. Ooh. Really? <laughs> I've never heard that. No, me neither. Uh, what is Silicon Valley, by the way? <laughs> the tech stuff happens. I kind of coined that part of it, the Silicon Valley. I compare it to the two, but um, I heard it was a very technological place, so I said, kind of. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, Germany. Uh, you know, I can't, you know, Germany's, every time I think about them, I think about World War II. I, oh, I really, I know that the, now that the Euro's hurting so bad, and I, I hear about a lot about that on the news, you know. Fair. So, Fair. Um, I think, uh, Canada. Canada? Um, I don't think too much about those guys. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh, wow. We're sorry if any Canadian is listening to this. They're actually, I've heard that they're actually very alike, like Sweden as a country, is very alike Canada as a country. Yeah. You guys have completely butchered my rapid fire round, by yeah. the way. This was supposed to be quick. Yeah, I know. China. But I can never be quick with my words, I'm just saying. <laughs> China. So to say, China. Oh, China. Highly sophisticated. And um, that's about it so far. I mean... Okay. Russia. Russia. Hmm. Another <laughs> evolution of communism. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe end with India. India, uh, very much so socioeconomical stratified, I would say. Oh, shit, that's better than my answer, what I would have thought, but okay. Fucking hell. Hey, awesome. Yeah. Uh, is that a time? Is that our bell? That's ringing in the yeah, background. It's very ringing, but hypothetical bell. Yes, <laughs> in my head as in my voices. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank you. Oh, man, I enjoyed it. I really did. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Anytime. Now we know a thing or two about the U.S. Army. Yeah. And the struggles that actually comes along with it. So that's really that's really informative. Yeah. And nice to know now. Definitely. I appreciate it. Uh, mm. We have to do some great talk one day. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> cool, Matt. Okay, thank you so much for being on. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, man. I'll catch you in crypto world. Take care. Right. Ciao. <laughs> Later. That's what he's doing.